This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock live here at BetMGM Sportsbook, The Great Lawn. State Farm Stadium. Vibes are immaculate. We are less than a month away from the start of the NFL season, and we're out here right now, our home every single football Sunday. It's a kind of a, just the calm before the storm, as they would call it. I yes. think we're yards away. Is that the Sodfather Jr. there, the uh, the guy that cooked up the grass from the Super Bowl? <laughs> you joked that he, he, had been, he had been demoted. We are, though. We're legitimately uh, yards away from uh, some Arizona Cardinals groundskeepers, and they're working on the great lawn because – just as important as the playing surfaces inside the stadium is out here as we're going to be tailgating each and every Sunday, including yeah. away games, making sure the footing for you all is superb. It's elite. It's always elite over here at the BetMGM Sportsbook. But uh, we're going to figure out, you know, which shares on a Cardinals are trending to elite status yes. or, or maybe just, um, you know, capable of, of playing NFL downs for this team and then which are trending out of uh, the favor of coaching staffs and, and fans alike. I love the vibes in the chat already. Chase saying, looking forward to a great show. You and me both, my man. Hit a like on this video. Been a lot of noise surrounding the Pac-12 today. And then mixed in there, we got a little baby nugget. The Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> they signed somebody here on a football Friday. The Cardinals are off, but not Monty Austin Ford. The first, like, real addition of note since, what, free agency, a little bit post-draft. The Cardinals have added to their backfield, signing veteran running back 27-year-old Marlon Mack, presumably, Bo, in my opinion, to back up James Conner. Yes, it, uh, it certainly feels like that's some experience, just like Pat Fline. It's interesting. Like, he signed the day before the team reported to training camp, Yeah, and he's already working with the twos as at the center position. And I think that Marlon Mack will make – they're going to ease him in, and then I think he's going to make a quick rise, a quick ascent – up the depth chart, and just because he has all that experience. I mean, he's a guy that has over 3,000 yards from scrimmage. He has 24 touchdowns in his career. He's played big boy football before for the Colts and uh, most recently for the for the Broncos. You have to like it. You have to, you, you like the addition. They needed a little bit more experience in there. You, I think it's a bit naive to say, hey, we're going to move forward with just James Conner and Keontae Ingram. No, this adds another body to the room and in, in some much-needed running back depth. Yeah, I had to look it up where he was last year. He was with our friends in DNVR with the Denver Broncos, and, and you pointed it out, but like, he had a good season last year in limited play. It's easy for me and everybody else to say, why wasn't this Kareem Hunt? Right, Drew Petzing had Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, somebody who's still available the same age, 27 for Marlon Mack, 27 for Kareem Hunt. But then like you look at the numbers for Kareem Hunt, not great last year, and he was a little bit banged up, whereas Marlon Mack... 
he had that great season, right? Came out of nowhere, 1,000 yards, then he tore up his knee mm-hmm. and really never got another opportunity to re-solidify himself in Indianapolis. I thought Austin Ford played this beautifully. They, they sniffed around some backs in the draft. They liked Tank Bigsby. We, they had a couple top 30 visits, but they didn't pull the trigger. We always felt like there were going to be opportunities to upgrade this backfield in part because just the number of backs available and the fact, uh, sadly, running backs aren't making a lot of money. And I, as much as I like James Conner, I think it would be foolish to, to sit here and say he's ready for 250 touches this year. I, I think the sweet spot, 175 to 200, and then you supplement. That'd maybe, be pretty ignorant, wouldn't it? You think so? I mean, <laughs> last last year he had, if you pull up James no, Conner's numbers, I, I, look, if, if he could stay healthy, but he's just... He, what do you have? Uh, he had a career high, what, 15 games last year? 183 rushing yards no. or ru- uh, rushing attempts last year in conjunction. So over 200 total touches last year. I think that's realistic again. Sure. But I, I don't think, I'm with you. I, I didn't think it was realistic for Keontae Ingram to be expected to carry the workload along with him. Now, he could surprise us. He could say, I'm going to stiff arm Marlon Mack out of this discussion and I'm going to have a great preseason. Very possible. But I just, I feel like with this addition, they wanted somebody, to your point, with NFL starting experience. Yeah, guys that uh, that have experience. Once those rush lanes open up, they're not dancing, going east and west. They're going north and south, and they're they're helping putting the offense in second and manageable, third and manageable. They're able to kind of be versatile. I think Marlon Mack has shown the versatility over 500 receiving yards and three touchdowns as well, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. I, I think that he he's a, he's a good complement. At a very, you know, very affordable price. This didn't break the bank by any means. And maybe Kareem Hunt's holding out hope that a team that has higher aspirations than the Arizona Cardinals in 2023 is going to come knocking at the end of training camp and he doesn't have to take the wear and tear on his body and he can just go immediately become, you know, the uh, just a compliment to the bell cow or maybe even the bell cow of a team that uh, had a, has a back go down between now and the start of the season. I don't know. Maybe that's the, the thought process for Hunt, but I, I just didn't. Once the offseason kind of progressed and nothing kind of came out on Hunt and, and him having maybe a reunion with Drew Petzing, who were both in Cleveland last year, I, I just didn't think it was going to happen. I think he, he was probably like one of those guys who's like, I've been to training camps, I've got my resume. If somebody wants me for the 2023 season, I don't have, I, I can kind of savagely, like, I can sit here and, and just kind of wait for that to come to me, and then start the season fresh. Yeah, Jose in the chat, getting old sucks past the Four Peaks. Love that, brother. We got two tall Four Peaks right here. Uh, Absolutely love to see that. Chase in the chat, I agree with this. If Connor gets hurt, you can rely on Mac to carry the workload, to carry the load. I I think the Cardinals, I I think there's a chance they keep all these backs of note. I think Corey Clement maybe could be the odd man out, but then again, Gannon was with him Mm. in Philadelphia I I disagree with that. I think, I think he's pretty well entrenched. So you think that this affects Keontae Ingram more than anybody? No, potentially. no, no, no. I mean, when I, 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 admitted, I admitted yesterday on the show that I was standing there at practice and they pretty much had the status quo for the running back room throughout the offseason, right? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty – they hadn't added to that room. It was still even carryovers from the previous regime. It's, you know, James Conner, of course, who signed a three-year deal going into 2022 – you drafted Keontae Ingram, yeah. signed Corey Clement, who they brought back. You had Tyson Williams, who was a French practice squad guy, a guy who spent time with the Baltimore Ravens. And then you added an undrafted free agent at a TCU, a backup in college that got some good snaps during their college football playoff uh, championship run in uh, in uh, Emory, uh, Amari, I'm sorry, Dermacato. Yeah. Uh, and that was it, right? And I think that we haven't seen much of Dermacato 
Tyson Williams put the put I guess Josh Woods on skates a little bit yesterday. Good practice. Yeah, he's, he had a good practice, but you need it like five is it, for camp. That's a small number, and the Cardinals broke camp and started the regular season with five. I don't think they're going to do that again this year. But I think Marlon Mack. I think as far as guys like Amari Dermacato and and uh, Tyson Will, Williams, that's probably the two guys. Probably both of those guys are going to be out. Yeah, this is just smart business by Austin Ford because again, like, is this partially to maybe get them through the preseason too? It's like sure. you got to have bodies to get through these next three games. I was going to agree with Arizona's animals uh, comment here. He said, "Well, my dream of selecting Jameer Gibbs was taken by the Lions." Backs were overdrafted in this draft. I think that impacted the Cardinals' ability to add one. But then he threw shade at me, saying, "Get a smaller glass for Johnny. That's too much for him." Uh, I will finish this by the end of the show. Needs a nipple on that. I may. Oh Jesus Christ! I may not. (laughs) I may not chug it. I'm going to enjoy it responsibly here. My four peaks at BetMGM. By the way, if you guys have an opportunity, come out, hang out, BetMGM bags tournament later tonight. Cornhole starting. I think it's seven seven thirty. You want to come out, hang out. Great vibes here at the Great Lawn. Basically, if you haven't been out yet, because I, I know a lot of people were messaging me today like, hey, where do we park? What do we do? It's easy as there's a huge-ass parking lot that you can come park here, have a good time. And I'm guessing the same is going to be said, Bo, for when we're here on game days, maybe watching Marlon Mack score touchdowns. Who knows? Yeah, that's certainly possible. And when you talk about, like, the state of the running back position, like the top backs in the league who, you know, their earning potential is certainly in danger and, and yeah. you feel like – you know, they're disrespected and as much as those guys are, you know, kind of the vocal point of a lot of offenses and then they don't get paid as such. And, and they're, you know, down down the depth chart as far as where they're making their salaries and how it hits against the cap. Uh, if you're wondering, like, what's Monty Austin Ford's approach going to be on that? He, yeah. he answered that the other day. I mean, and he didn't answer it like point blank. He didn't say, hey, yeah, we're not going to ever pay running backs, but He's not going to be the guy that's going to pay a running back. It really, I didn't. It get doesn't this, that surprise you coming from Tennessee? I mean, he he also said, yeah. I mean, he he's had some good backs, and they've been the vocal points from in places that he's been in Tennessee and New England. And but I, I just don't think he's going to be a guy like Steve Kime, who's going to just give <laughs> this huge bloated contract to to a running back. Now, I mean, I see in the in the chat people asking about you know Josh Jacobs or. You know, Jonathan Taylor. Or, I mean, it's Derrick Henry's going to probably hit the market next year. I just don't think he's going to go out there and be the one to go give them, like, be the the exception to the rule and say, "Hey, yeah, I've got eighty million dollars in cap space, so why don't I throw a few shekels?" To, he, he's going to be very frugal as far as how he spends his dollars, and he's not. He's going to spend it on premium positions. Yeah, it's I'm- not going to be running back because just unfortunately, you know teams aren't paying running backs. He's no. not going to be the guy to change and go against the grain. Yeah, I'll answer my own question. Like, Austin Ford came from Tennessee, but where was he at before then? He was in New England. And outside of a Sony Michelle draft pick early on, what Belichick famously do? He takes, you know, backs from other teams, mid to late rounders, and they make them productive, right? And so I, I, I like this strategy. I, I don't dislike paying running backs. I, I think, you know, give guys what they deserve, what they earn, but at the same time, if there's any team that needs to be frugal at this position right now, it's the Arizona Cardinals. San Francisco can go out with their loaded roster. They're not paying anybody. They're starting a seventh-round rookie quarterback, and they can pay Christian McCaffrey. Like, you can splurge, right? You got a surplus, you can splurge. You got a little extra cash, go nuts. The Cardinals right now, 
I don't want to say they're clipping coupons, but they're putting their money away. They're putting their money away. They got a Roth. They got a 401k, right? right? They're not going, you know, to the mall. They're not, you know, shopping for, you know, expensive, luxurious, fine leather coats and jackets and, and handbags, right? They're, they're being smart. The running back position in the NFL right now is in a little bit of an epidemic where these guys want more money. They met together, and it's like people are arguing, well, you're paying James Conner $10 million. You know, I think Austin Ford was proven early in this offseason by James, like, we can handle that for one season. Yeah. Is that going to be the norm for him? Absolutely not. Right. He's not going to be the one that's going to strike the deal with the guy that's, you know, entering his year 26 yep. season, and he's going to be getting this start a uh, three-year contract. It's just – I just don't think that those days – I mean, there, there are exceptions, right? Derrick Henry forced the issue in Tennessee by showing that, you know, he's a freak. He's an absolute freak. Size, athleticism, his ability to show that he's not going to have – kind of hit that wall and, you know, his production's going to fall off a cliff. I mean, that's – that. There, even with like a bunch of talented backs in this league, you know, there's only one Derrick Henry, and mm-hmm. if they get one of those guys, if they draft and develop a guy, I certainly, I, I, I don't think I wouldn't say that he, they probably want to keep him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I Cardinals are going to add a back next year, and we're going to let the chips fall where they may in 2023. I, I still hope Keontae Ingram surprises, but I was surprised to learn of this news today. Yeah. And I was surprised it was Marlon Mack. But then again, you look at his statistics, you look at his numbers, somebody that was super productive last year when he got more than three carries in a game, three carries, five carries, four carries, all over five yards per touch. His best game last year, yeah. not coincidentally, against the Arizona Cardinals, lighten up Vance Joseph's defense, five carries, 37 yards, if, 7.4 yards yeah, per carry. If, if you were, so his signing today, that, that brought me back. Uh, I cut a couple clips from Marlon Mack in the second half. And if you remember, like Colt McCoy went out of that game. Yeah. And the Broncos offensive attack, led by Brett Rippon, yeah. uh, the quarterback. Yeah. Remember that epic battle between McCoy and I blocked and that out. Right, I yeah, have no memory of that. I, thank God. Uh, you you need your you know that space in your brain for far more important things than that. But Marlon Mack was very uh, he was he was pretty important to that comeback. It was him and uh, and Murray, and Marlon Mack had a touchdown and he had a big 17 yard run and he was just part of gashing Vance Joseph's defense. Isn't that funny? Like who was healthy for the Cardinals that that day? They had J.J. Watt. He had they three had, sacks at the half. They had Zach Allen. They had Zayvon Collins. They had Isaiah Simmons. That was the meat in the middle of your defense, and you couldn't stop. And that's not an indictment on the players. It's an indictment on the coaching. You think don't think they had already, Zach Allen? I think he had already gotten had hurt a, that yeah. game. The point remains the right. same. is the, the Broncos' awful offense that couldn't do anything lit up Vance Joseph's defense, and they couldn't stop a nosebleed that day, especially in the second half. It was an embarrassment. And now I, maybe, who knows, maybe Austin Ford was watching the tape of that game to see who's worth keeping around. And he said, hey, yo, Marlon Mack looks pretty good. Should we bring him in? Should we have a visit? Because I was I was searching this morning, Bo. I could not find a connection with Mack and the Cardinals that that made sense. Mm-hmm. Like Dave Sears, Austin Ford, Gannon, Petzing. Um, what do this, you mean, Indy? They were all in Indy at one point. Yeah, that was a while ago. He maybe was in, was When it, he was in 2019, when he was busting out for the Colts. Was J.G. the secondary coach for that so. team? No, I, I guess that's it. That was a while ago, though. It was. Four and, years and that, ago. That's the concern about Mac. I mean, what does he have left in the tank? Uh, and you get that sample size. And it's like, I, I know you're going to have $80 million in, in, in cap space potentially next year. But 
you know, I, I've got this. Let me. You're going to have in next year's draft. There's going to be a fluck, an influx of of talented backs coming from the collegiate level. Right mm. now, you know, Trayvon Henderson from Ohio State, Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. That's a great name. You got the two guys from Michigan that I think are going to be in the conversation. Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. Yep. Trey Benson from Florida State. I mean, it's gonna. It's the problem with paying running backs isn't going to be fixed because guys, are, teams are going to be able to go out there and draft guys in the second and third round, and they're going to be able to lean on these guys for four years. And that's why I say, like, it'd be exciting to go out there and get Josh Jacobs, but why not go get a Rocket Sanders or Trayvon Henderson, lock them in for four years, and you're not you're not having to commit all that money, all that guaranteed money that you would have to to a Jacobs to uh you know at the end of the his career. Derrick Henry or, you know, uh, Tony Pollard, I think, is going to be a free agent at this yeah. point next year. So I would much rather them use one of their 11 picks, six within the first three rounds, on one of these very talented backs. When's the last time a back contract has aged well? Like maybe Derrick Henry, but a lot of people would argue like that limits what they can do in the passing game. They traded A.J. Brown. They're yeah. like, no, we're going to go with Derrick Henry. It's just like that's not where the league is anymore. Now, I do think like – what you're going to see with McCaffrey, what the Lions are projecting to do with Jameer Gibbs. Like, that's the league now is can you have a back that can catch 30 to 40 passes? Can they be all-purpose, uh, you know, 12 to 1,300 yards from scrimmage, be effective in the red zone? Like, that's the ideal scenario. And I, I do think, looking at Marlon Mack, like, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. I posted a clip on my Twitter today taking, uh, like, a 60-yarder to the house against Kansas City. Look good catch and run again I know people are like you're grasping for straws here I'm just saying that's what the Cardinals are are looking for that's what NFL teams are looking for these like first and second down in between tackle runners only exclusively they don't exist anymore no uh uh-uh it's uh it's a thing of the past or it's you know there there are very few that are left out there and I I just I I like that Monty Osiford is already kind of bracing people like hey I'm not gonna like, he didn't say this, but I just got the sense, like, he's not going to be one of those guys that's like, hey, I'm going to get my big, my checkbook out, and I'm going to pay a running back with all the money that we're going to get next offseason. Yeah. I, just, I just don't see it happen, and it gets me excited thinking about, you know, this upcoming college football season and watching, you know, Donovan Edwards tote the rock for, for Big Blue in Michigan or, you know, watching, you know, Braylon Allen playing whatever the hell conference Wisconsin's in now. I can't keep it straight. Um, it's the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> this team, I think, is going to have a turnover of skilled players, and, and we're going to see who remains. We've got Trey McBride walk, oh. rocking the DMVRT right. uh, once upon a time from Colorado State. Couldn't tell you what conference they're in right now. Um, but we've got – you teased a fun story yesterday. Before we – we're going to talk about who's trending up, trending down for the Arizona Cardinals. We couldn't get to it yesterday. You told me it off air. It's too good not to share. And it has to do with our beloved JG. So I'm going to set the scene for you, yeah. Bo Brock. Uh, give us give us the synopsis of what took place yesterday, between, an encounter between you and Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, so the, uh, the Cardinals media, great bunch of guys, uh, is, were thinking of ways to kind of spice up training camp. Okay. And bandied about between uh, SI writer Donnie Druin and Arizona sports writer Tyler Drake uh, was a Hawaiian shirt day. Interesting choice. Yeah, they wanted to have it's, – it's like office space. And Friday will be Hawaiian shirt day, so <laughs> feel free to wear your favorite Hawaiian shirt. And, of course, you know, I'm just giving them crap, but, I, you know, I, I say that's lame. You'll never catch me dead in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> and, and I basically just downplayed like I'm not going to wear it, but I fully intended – like if, if ever, enough people were on board, I wasn't just going to be 
I, at one point, I thought it was going to be like Happy Gilmore, and, and like all the players tell me go meet him on the 18th green, and I get hit with, you know, sprayed with water. Like it's a little gag. Like they were just trying to get me on board and, and then leave me out to dry. But no, they. Uh, so yesterday hits. I'm fully intending and participating, and I'm on the 101 and the I 10, and I just realized I'm wearing a black shirt, plain black shirt, completely spaced it. Uh, you know, and I'll wear that one. It was. I made a mistake. I let the team down. I get in there and I'm it. I'm shocked. You're fine. I'm shocked how many members of the media are, are participating in this. I wow. mean, it was. Absurd. Do you own a Hawaiian shirt, by I the do. way? I think I have two of them. Wow. I don't I mean, own I, one. Hawaiian I'm a dad. Shirt. I think most dads, it's kind of a. No. <laughs> I've invested right all passage. my money in tank tops for Tank Tuesday, <laughs> but go on. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's the thing, right? I can't even participate in Tank Tuesday. At the time you forget. Yeah, I forget about every other Tuesday. So, okay. And we get into the press room to talk with JG yesterday, and there's five guys who are wearing these bright, loud Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. And, you know, head of media relations for the Cardinals, Mark Dalton, says, hey, JG, what do you think about these guys? And JG's like, oh, that's cool. That's nice. And he's <laughs> no talk- way he thinks He's that. talking back and forth, and he's like, what is that, flamingos? And the guy's like, yeah, it's flamingos. And he's like, well, you can pull off flamingos. You're a good-looking guy. I'm not. Whatever. So, like, good back and forth. Paid off for the guys. I felt like I was on the outside looking. You were left I'm out. in the yeah. rain, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, I wish JG was saying I was a good-looking guy in a flamingo Hawaiian shirt. Times are tough. Anyway, we go back up to the press box, and then we come down for practice. And I'm about 30 yards from Jonathan Gannon. He's just watching the team warm up and in the end zone. And he said, he turns around, and he goes, hey, Bo, where's your shirt? And Where's your effing shirt? Well, and he comes up to me, Yeah, and he's like, He's seriously like, where's my, sh-? he's like, where's your shirt? And I said, coach, let the team down. And if I ever ask you about accountability, you bring up this day because I blew it. You did. And we sat there and, and Donnie Drew and of SI pretty, he, he told a non-truth and said that I was never on board the entire time. Wow. And Jonathan Gannon, not only holding his, t- his players accountable, his coaches accountable, his training staff accountable, he's holding members of the media accountable. Uh, and asking where my effort shirt is. Great. It's a great story. <laughs> uh, and that's why Jonathan Gannon's the best, because he belittled Bo in front of everybody uh, during an open practice. And I, I wish I could have been there to see it. What do you think about it. this Arizona animal? Punishment should be wearing a Hawaiian shirt every media session from now on. Oh, God. I got to dress like Andy Reid for every media session. I got to yeah. wear Tommy Bahama. Uh, listen, I, I think I was there last Saturday when they talked about it. I'm surprised it came to fruition. There's zero zero point zero percent chance I would have remembered either. Yeah. Did you ever consider pulling off on the interstate and going like into a Target and buying no. a shirt? No. I, like I'm not one to make excuses, but I have, I have a valid excuse. My car was in the shop yesterday. My wife and kid were driving me to. You had a birthday. Practice. Yeah. It was like we we're carpooling as a family, mm. and I remembered at the last second I wasn't about to have him turn around, drive 20 minutes to Central Phoenix, and then pick up my dumb Hawaiian shirt. It's all right. You I got wear, this Trey McBride. Wear I remember Trey to wear McBride my homegrown t-shirt. Trey McBride Colorado State right before I crap on him here on this show. No, we wore PHNX <laughs> gear on this show, not Hawaiian shirts. Thank you very much. We also gamble and wager with our friends right here at BetMGM. Again, how many times do you need to hear it before you get out here and party with us? BetMGM, the sportsbook, great lawn at State Farm Stadium. Again, I'm an arm's reach away from the front of the stadium. I'm ready to party with everybody here in the chat, all of you subscribing, watching every single football Sunday. I had somebody ask me the other day, so like, what's the deal with with away games? Are you guys going to do that like remotely from the studio? No, no, no. We will be here 
home and away, week one against the Commanders. Myself, Bo Brock, maybe some special guests that we're going to be able to divulge on later down the line. And we want to see all of you come up, hang out, party with us, have a Four Peaks. I asked today, by the way, if I could have a, a pumpkin porter. They're not. It's not quite ripe yet. It's not ready yet. And Bo kind of made fun of me in front of the bartender. It will be ripe and ready for you week one against the Commanders. In the meantime, is, is pump, do pumpkins get ripe? Is that the correct terminology come for on, a pumpkin? Come on, man. I don't know. I failed agricultural statistics. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. Right now, you can sign up for BetMGM, the app, right now. There's a couple different kind of long-shot waivers and wagers. And one that I do like. So BJ Ojolari right here. He's not practicing yet. Mm-hmm. Say he comes off the PUP and you're wanting to put a little scratch down on him to have a big season for the Cardinals. Because right now, pass rush group is open. BJL Gillari to win Defensive Rookie of the Year plus 3,000. Throw a five spot on that. How about Kyler Murray, Offensive Player of the Year? Kyler Murray comes back and has a great year plus 10,000. A lot of big-time wagers like that and more with our friends at BetMGM. By the way, Cardinals are a home underdog next week against the Broncos. Smash the money line. Get plus 200 right now for week one against the Commanders. And in the meantime, sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our folks here in Arizona, place your first bet offer. Receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. He's right here. I'm staring him right in the eye. It's Shane Diefenbach. He's going to tell you about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. I uh, joined Shane Diefenbach on uh, PHNX Bets, your wow. stomping ground today. Special talk, boy. Yeah, talked to some NFC North football, a little NFC North preview. Yeah. Justin Jefferson is, I believe, plus 1,200 to lead the league in touchdown receptions. I like that bet. Oh, it's a really good bet. I, he's he's the universal number one pick right now in fantasy football. Did you know that? It didn't. Uh, I got to start doing my research so I don't uh, have to scramble <laughs> to avoid eating at Waffle House for 24 for hours. Our losers, uh, <laughs> a loser's bet for our work league. But uh, I'm drinking a wild wheat. Uh, I saw this in the chat. Danelle was saying we're getting the drink, talk sports, live in the dream. Absolutely. And Four Peaks is the best. Uh, you can't beat Four Peaks. They're wild wheat. Kilt lifters on tap, and soon, Johnny, yes, I will assure you, it's going to be pumpkin porter season before you know it. It's going to be in my veins. They got all the IPA that they have. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna have to have some procedure, and they're going <laughs> to put an IV in, and they're going to realize, oh, no, it's, we don't need blood. We need we need to pump this guy full of pumpkin porter. Uh, but Four Peaks Pub, the beer, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The food on the menu, it's not bar food. It's legitimate restaurant-quality food from the apps to the entrees to the desserts. Don't miss out on any of it. Keep up with Arizona's hometown brewery at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub on Twitter and Instagram. Don't miss out on a single thing from events. They got pairing parties that they have. They have watch events. And they, of course, have all these contests. They give away tickets to Diamondbacks games. Maybe they'll be giving away the, uh, tickets to you know, things that go down in the stadium coming up in the fall. Got to be 21 years older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you do it responsibly great engagement in the chat such uh good comments here on a friday can't wait to party with all of you nick in the chat asking a good question you guys see garrett williams 
starting this year? At some point, yes, Nick, I do. I think he'll be starting, whether it's like in base nickel packages or outside with Marco Wilson, probably midseason, I think is a, is a good time to rip that Band-Aid off. But he's got to come off PUP first, and I think that goes perfectly into our transition trending up trending down for the Redbirds right now. We've got about two weeks of training camp under our belt. Who's impressed and who needs to step up for this roster? Let's start first with trending up. Bo Brock, what have you seen and who do you like from this team two weeks into training camp? Yeah, let's take a look at mine, and you're going to see Chris Barnes. You're like, Chris Barnes? He made this list? Yes, he did. He's a guy that's vying to be one of the actually starting linebackers on this team. When you think about because uh, you're white, of course, I think that he's a guy that's entrenched at that position. But who's going to play next to him as the off-ball linebacker? Not going to be a guy getting after, of course, the quarterback that's more reserved for your outside linebackers and a you know a three-four setup that Jonathan Gannon and Nick Rollins have been showing a lot of in training camp. Chris Barnes has, has made a bunch of plays in training camp, and I think they're trying to decide between him and Josh Woods. Now, a couple of them have been making some plays, and both have had some key picks in training camp and scrimmage. But I think Chris Barnes, he's got the resume. He played some big downs for the Green Bay Packers before suffering some injuries and being kind of uh, just seen primary time at, at special teams. But I think Chris Barnes can wake, Mark, is working his way back into starter caliber snaps for the Arizona Cardinals team. I saw Cam Thomas. Somebody asked in the chat, what have we seen from Cam Thomas? Cam Thomas, oh, ho-hum, he's only the, probably your, your best pass rusher right now for the Arizona Cardinals. Zayvon Collins, Johnny and I were talking about Zayvon Collins today. And I said, I was looking at some film, and I haven't seen too much from Collins as far as it's going to be a while. You know, getting through the offensive line of the Arizona Cardinals and, and making plays in the backfield and being disruptive. Cam Thomas, I have seen some of that. He's been disruptive. He's he's playing at a higher weight. I think the second year pass rusher is poised to have a solid season. And with BJ Ujolari on the shelf, I think that this guy has the the skill set right now. That is that makes him their best pass rusher. That's why he's trending up for me. And uh, Noah Tagai, and, and we'll get into what you know. Part of the reason is his opportunity that he's taking advantage of. The, the tight end that came over from Philly, he's been making plays. He's been a safety valve for both Colt McCoy and Clayton Toon. I think he's a guy. If Zach Ertz doesn't start the season with this team, if Trey McBride doesn't start the season with this team, Noah Tagai could be in the starting lineup as a tight end. Noah Tagai. Uh... He does not have a career reception in the NFL. Uh, He's 26 years old, but you watch him in practice, and it's like, how is that possible? Right. Right? How has this guy not been given opportunities? Um, We're going to talk about him. I see him in an H-back role as well. Yeah. They don't have a fullback on the roster. He's versatile, man. He is. He is. I think think he makes this roster for sure. You know, does does he get an opportunity once the lights get brighter? We'll see. He's certainly trending towards that. That's why he's trending up. Yeah. Cameron Thomas, to me, we talked about it. Like, he's the easiest bet right now to lead this team in sacks kind of by default. But also, you know, given the the learning curve for Zayvon Collins, Maje Sanders being out with injury, like if B.J. Ojolari can get his ass back to practicing, right? We know he's working toward that. Maje's got a cast on his hand. TBD when he's going to come back. I, there's a starting spot to be had for B.J. Ojolari. And so I, I think Cameron Thomas, again, was asked to lose weight under Cliff Kingsbury is now back to his typical, you know, whatever, 280, 275 that he played at the collegiate level at San Diego State. I'm excited to watch Cameron Thomas this year. The rest of the defensive line, very much a work in progress. I like your list. Here is my list. No surprise. Number one in your hearts, number 14 on the field, Michael Wilson, who, again, is having maybe the best rookie receiver camp of 
I don't know, the last six, seven years dating back to John Brown as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Again, to come in and, and shine as a rookie. Now, part of that, I think, is because the Cardinals don't have anything like him. He stands out. He's physical. He's polished. He was at Stanford for half a decade plus, and now he's coming to the NFL. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a playmaker. I, I've said this from day one. You get him healthy for 17 games this year, he will finish the season as the wide receiver number two for this team and, and maybe trending to number one in the offseason. Um, they're giving him ample opportunities. Kudos to Gannon. Kudos to Petsing. This is the anti-Cliff Kingsbury Vance Joseph approach where you bury rookies on the depth chart and you don't see them till Thanksgiving. Michael Wilson, even if he's not quote-unquote a starter week one, he will get targets and he will make the most of them. Uh, speaking of that, how about Christian Matthew? Uh, Christian Matthew, to me, I mean, I don't want to say a throwaway pick last year, but somebody a lot of people forgot about. Started late in the year, had a cup of coffee. He's just starting opposite CB2 next to Marco Wilson and has had a good camp has done a nice job against guys like Michael Wilson. He's big. He's physical. He was incredibly raw coming out of a a 1AA school last year at the collegiate level. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-pro, but I think if if he can be serviceable, can he be a rotational corner for this team? That's huge. The aforementioned Garrett Williams, like there's a trajectory for the secondary. Marco, Garrett Williams, Christian Matthew, and then maybe a little bit of Jalen Thompson in the slot. Like that's good enough for Gannon. That's good enough for me. And to round this out, it's a guy I shit on a lot this offseason, DJ Humphreys. I said, get rid of him. He hasn't been healthy. He's been bad. He got overpaid. Ever since he came off the injury report this offseason with his back, he's had a really nice camp. He, he looks like the most polished offensive lineman for the Cardinals. He's going to be the anchor on that left side, partially because, I mean, he's going to have money to be made next offseason. He doesn't have any guaranteed money on his contract in 2024. So if the Cardinals want to move off of him, he can go cash in in free agency. He knows that. He's in exceptional shape. And I just, when you think about this offensive line, it's DJ Humphreys and Paris Johnson Jr. that are going to be the strengths of this unit. Like, with all due respect to Yelda Froldholt and Pat Fline and, and Will Hernandez, your tackles are going to set the tone and your veteran's going to set the tone. I like what I see from DJ Humphreys. If this is his swan song for the Redbirds, a great draft pick circa 2015, go out with a bang, DJ kick ass and take names in 2023 the only person i might have a problem with on that list is christian matthew i I did like how i do like how he's competing i think that christian matthew is doing well against uh maybe inferior receivers but when when the receiving in the route running once they go up a level he struggles um like like when he's going up against michael wilson we've seen we we've tweeted out where Michael Wilson is just beating him. I saw a clip where he stepped in front and slapped the ball away. I also think, like, let's give him some opportunities to play. He didn't get to play last year. Here's the thing that, and and I I didn't realize this, and it might have been a Twitter user that that had pointed this out, and I wish I could give credit where it's due. He's 26. Yeah, he's old. He's He's not like a spring chicken. He's not... He's not like, hey, here's this project, and he's raw. He's, he's tall, right? He's tall, and he's he looks. He's like he's added some weight. They're gonna play and, him. And he though. looks better. Yes. Uh, w- when people talk about Garrett Williams, I think that that's why Garrett Williams finds a way in the lineup as yeah. soon as he's ready to go. I yeah. don't think they'll hesitate because I think he immediately becomes one of your most viable options there. Nick Rollis said this week when we talked to him, uh, he hasn't determined anything as far as his cornerback room goes, and and I think. You know, Marco Wilson obviously is, is your most talented guy and, and most proven commodity there, which is crazy, and it's also true. Um, He's having a good camp, though. And I, and I think Christian Matthew 
gets the edge just out of youth, youth because 26 might be old for a second-year player. But, you know, compared to Antonio Hamilton, I think he's got a little bit more spring to him than Ham. We allowed to say this. We have seen Garrett Williams in the building. Garrett Williams looks close. And that's, and that's he all lo- we and say. He, and he looks good. Yeah. Uh, and his ceiling is infinitely higher than Christian Matthews. But Christian Matthews was not on my radar to be on this team this year. I mean, you're a six-rounder for the previous regime. Go ask Marquise Hayes at what that's like right now, buried on the depth chart. Like, for him to at least be out there starting yeah. for a position. It that, just is a wide-open position, right. too, from left guard to, to corner. Second yeah. CB2. Yeah. And that's Gannon's bread and butter. He loves cornerback play. Yeah. He loves defensive back play. So you see 35 out there. It's like, well, good for this kid. He at least is going to be in the mix. And he's elevated over somebody that we're going to talk about here in a little bit to at least be on the roster. And have, if Christian Matthews plays out his entirety of his rookie contract and he's a spot starter at corner and a special teamer, that's 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 a success. That's what you want uh, as a contributor, as a six-rounder. We're going to get to who, who might be trending down. Is there anybody that we miss that you want to highlight quickly? I, I think we, I mean, as far as six guys trending up and they were all different names, we didn't have anybody match up it. I, I almost put Michael Wilson on this list. But because, you knew I would do it. Well, no. I mean, did you put Michael Wilson on your He list? was my first one. Oh, okay. Doesn't even pay attention. Get, the, what, get this I got out of yeah, here. Too many wows. I apologize. <laughs> uh, and I'm thinking about winning in Cornhole later. Okay. Uh, just get a competitor in me. You, um, won't, you won't make it to Cornhole. I, but <laughs> I just think that Michael Wilson is just it, it can't – I, I don't want to downplay it anymore. I mean, I, I know that Petsing says he wants to see him play press. He'll smoke it. Uh, yeah, so far we've seen that when, when the pads went on and when things got more physical, he showed his physicality. I, I just think, much like Greg Dorch at this time last year, the things that you're seeing in camp are going to translate to the playing field. And I just think that it, it can't be downplayed at all. I, I, I just I know people are, are, are holding their breath because – don't say it. What? No, just because it, it, it's so often people get hyped up of what they see when, you know, the sh- they're wearing shorts and it's the pajama Olympics and all that. But I think that he's going to be a legit player for this team. And and with with kind of like the, the wide receiver room being in flux, I think that there's going to be a ton of opportunity for him to, to grab a hold of him. Uh, AZ Heat 85, you would think Garrett Williams will be back any day. Same with B.J. Jalari. I mean, Williams tore his ACL last October. We've seen Garrett Williams. He looks really good. Uh, and he was polished at Syracuse. He looks polished right now. Uh, he's going to take one of these jobs at some point when he's able to catch up. And then B.J. Ojolari is entering right now a position group in flux. Like those two kids, along with Michael Wilson. I mean, you're going to turn around, and the first four picks of this, this draft are all going to be either starting or playing significantly. And that's exactly what you want. And that's what you didn't get from the prior regime, and you absolutely love to see it. What you don't love to see, some of these guys trending down. We're going to get to that here in a second. But first, I want to tell you guys about FOCO. We've always had their back. They've got ours. FOCO, one of the leading providers of the coolest premier merchandise, Arizona sports, toys, collectibles, accessories, apparel, you name it. I got a jacket. I got a J.J. Watt bobblehead. Check them out at FOCO.com. We're going to save you a little cash. How about 10%? FOCO.com. How about that bonus code PHNX? on anything non-presale. So go check it out. They got bobbleheads. They got gift cards. They got collectibles, novelty items. You've you probably seen them before. 
It's not your brick and mortar garbage, though. It's the real deal online retailer for some of the most unique premier items in all of sports. That's Foco.com, promo code PHNXPO. Uh, I was so bummed. I was about to make the purchase of a Paris Johnson Jr. bobblehead and yeah. it sold out. But Foco is going to keep me up to date. Yes. They'll email me. Yeah, become a part of their email list, and they'll let you know when all the stuff that you want uh, becomes available. We've got to talk about OG's Brands. Of course, OG's Brands, phenomenal Arizona cannabis company. Look at this bracket behind me. That's elite, and so is OG's Brands. They got the multi-flavor <laughs> bags. Uh, you got the creams. You got the fruits. Figure out which one is for you, or if you just like those mixed bags, take advantage of that. Uh, at ogsbrands.com, take a look at their full product line, including their sleep time gunny and so much more. Ogsbrands.com. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on social media at ogsbrands uh, on social. You got to be 21 years old. Of course, you can find them at your local dispensary. The GM Saul Bookman now joining us with a big poster. What do you have for us, Saul? Guys, this is the actual bracket for tonight's championship tournament. Are we a one seed? Uh, <laughs> sure, if you want to believe yeah, we're a one seed. Let's see where sure. we are, though. Uh, you see. guys, uh, what was your name again? Uh, team this- Elite? Team, team Clayton Toon? <laughs> no, you definitely aren't that. Uh, you're, you're playing somebody in the first round. That's all we need to okay. know. Uh, but Glad we have, we we have a few... We have a few open spots, like six. So if you show up, come you can walk here. up and play. Yeah, Arizona Animal, here, come down here and buy me a beer because I need another one, brother. <laughs> there you go. How about that? Come down here. The vibes are elite. They're immaculate. Bet MGM. It is. You got I, time. I mean, we're going off uh, about seven seven thirty, so you got time uh, to navigate the one hundred and one. Get out here, park. There's plenty of parking, and get out on the great lawn and just throw some bags. It's it's a vibe out here in Glendale, man. Like I know people come, they go to the game, they check out, they check in, they go. But I mean, like this sports book, I've been bringing my family out here, friends, and people. It's like a hidden gem that we're gonna reintroduce to everybody in the valley each and every football Sunday. Um, somebody who might want to, some players who might want to reintroduce themselves to Jonathan Gannamati Asenford based on this training camp so far. It's trending down. Who's looking a little lackluster for different reasons? Bo Brock for you. What are the three names right now that need to step Man. up the next couple of weeks for the Arizona Pains Cardinals? Pains me to say this, but my shirt, Trey McBride, uh, haven't seen How the second-year tight end. Look at this guy. <laughs> Trey McBride, everything that you want from a playmaking tight end in the Mountain West at Colorado State, kind of had a solid end to his rookie season, and you had this kind of hype surrounding him in, in a tight end-friendly offense, and just can't get him on the practice field. Now, J.G. says he's going through – you know, nicks and bruises, but, you know, Hollywood Brown's out there warming up with his his, his quarterbacks, and he's, he's doing about his everything everything he can outside of, of practice. Uh, and, and I just think that Trey McBride, it's important for him to get out there. I'm just, he's not trending down in the sense where I'm out on him, but I, I want to see him rebound. You know, last year at this time, he was dealing the back. And we don't know what's dealing on, going on with him. You just hope that, that that's not the case. He could be out there Monday. Absolutely. He could. He could be out there tomorrow. But, Jose, I agree with you. Like, you need to play. I, I love Trey McBride, but, Bo, he, he's got to be out there. He's got to be out there. And it, it, he can't fall in line with a, a bunch of Cardinals second-round picks that can't stay healthy but have all the talent in the world. He's uh, he's certainly got all the talent in the world. And Tony Hamilton, like, this list is tough for me because I don't. I, I'm not crushing these guys. I just think like you think when, all of them are busts. When and you they see, should be cut. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall in line with my co-host where players are gonna want to fist fight me uh, potentially <laughs> on, on what I say on this podcast. But 
I think Hamilton at, at age 30, you know, his best opportunity was, was last year, and it was kind of stolen from him because of an inc- you know, the incident that happened off the field, the freak accident that happened in his kitchen. Uh, I think that he could, he could certainly make this roster, absolutely. Uh, but what I've seen from Hamilton, I, I just don't think that he's, he's playing at the level he was last year. Uh, so, you know, and, and clearly a guy like Christian Matthew, I think still he's got the leg up on him. Uh, and, and Matthew fits kind of the mold of what JG found in Green Bay, yeah. or I'm sorry, in Philly, that he loved to kind of mold, yeah. right? Young, um, athletic, right. long. And then John Gaines the second. This probably wasn't a guy that I add to the list, this list uh, if, if, we, if we're making it on Monday or Tuesday because he was your second-team center. And it, it's not due to anything that John Gaines hasn't done or has done. It's more that Pat Fline is somebody that has the most experience at center yeah. and has just jumped up the depth chart to the second-team center. And Yelda Frodeholt is a guy that needs to make sure he, 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 he's got to hold on. He's got to scratch and claw his way to the start of the season as the team's starting center. And I think Gaines has been hurdled. And, look, he's getting back to playing a position he hasn't played in over a calendar year. So Well, he's playing guard, too, now with the second team. Right. We've seen him switch over to guard, and they, they said that they want to switch, you know, really kind of get into his versatility. So that's where Gaines is. But uh, it's never good when you relinquish, you know, a, a, a starting spot. Or well, not starting spot, but your, your spot uh, as far as where you are in the depth chart. Well, can we be real that when we drafted John Gaines, when the Cardinals selected him out of UCLA, we all projected him to play guard, and then there were whispers that he could play center. He was taking snaps at center. Maybe they're just like, let's not force the issue. This guy can be a road grader at the position. One of the most athletic players at the NFL Combine tested off the charts, so I'm fine with that. Like, if if this was John Michael Schmitz, then that's a problem, right? Who, by the way, is playing well for the Giants. You hate hearing that. But for me, it's like, okay, they're going to go with a couple veterans this year at center. I'm fine with that. Go get your rookie center next year. John Gaines, like, it's wide open at left guard. Will Hernandez couldn't stay healthy last year. There are plenty of opportunities for him, but I'm with you. Like, maybe maybe they pump, pump the brakes. You're asking a lot from a fourth rounder to play center for this sure. team. How's Luke Whippler doing these days? I heard he's just all pro boys. <laughs> the Ohio State center. That's a name that shall not be brought up again on this. We had his position coach from Ohio State on this show. And, man, it just it breaks my heart that we didn't – I won an all-Ohio State offense, offensive yeah. line, skill players. We're going to get close when this team drafts Marvin Harrison Jr. But, I mean, I, I the offensive line to me is interesting because the three interior positions are under a microscope because it could go a bunch of different ways. Gaines is go- – I would you be shocked if he didn't play at all this year, like if he didn't start a couple games? That would surprise me. Given the, uh, the inconsistencies no. with this offensive line and the injury no, history, it, I no, I don't think so. I, I don't. I'd be surprised if he, he made his way to the, the playing field. You're one. Wow, you think he's 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 falling off that much? No, I I don't. No, that's not an indictment on him. I mean, he's coming from playing at UCLA and being a Swiss Army knife for the Bruins, and it's great. He's on the second team. He you don't think he's going to see the field at all? He was the most athletic, you know, offensive lineman in this combine, and that's that's. There's there's a skill set there, right? Uh, but I think he has a long way to go in, in in figuring out like if he's a jack of all trades, but is he what is he what is he going to master and what's he going to master enough to to jump over a couple of these guys? Like when you look at the second team, like I still think that he there's a there's a chance that he could get into the conversation, but I think that they might err on the side of maybe 
just experience over what Jonathan Gaines brings to the table. They haven't messed around with the offensive line. If they want to take a year to develop him, I have no problem with that. Uh, but it, it better not be, you know, for a couple veterans that, that are liabilities up front. That remains to be seen. I like your list. I like mine more. Trending down. Of course, it starts with number 12, Colt McCoy, who has had an abysmal performance, in my opinion, during training camp. Three-day maintenance. I'm uh, shocked. Three, every three days, they he gets to go participate, but then to not participate. He's out there throwing hospital balls, throwing balls <laughs> at defensive backs' heads. I like Colt McCoy. Stick to what you're good at. You're a good broadcaster. You should have stayed with the USFL. And oh, he's my getting, God. He's getting a premium check from the Cardinals. So I, I'd like to call this, hey, Colt, go through the motions during training camp. That's what I feel like is happening right now. And, again, I didn't see Bo's list when he put his together, but I knew he would omit Colt McCoy because I don't know how you don't look at this team right oh now during training God. camp and say, hey, 12, that ain't it. Clayton Toon outperforming Colt McCoy, in my opinion. Antonio Hamilton, we touched on. Uh, again, I think it was interesting when they brought him back. Prior regime, darling, to me, it's just at the end of the day, not big enough, not young enough. Get out. Goodbye. They want to go with guys that have length, athleticism. This is brutal. Uh, here, the, <laughs> these first two guys are just like, uh, you You guys are older, and you're part of the prior regime. Yeah. Gannon, you're going just scorched earth on these guys. Gannon's going with young players that have upside. Like, do we know the upside of Colt McCoy? Yeah, we saw it. It was about a three, year, three years ago, two years ago, when he won a couple games on the road. It's like, you're playing with house money at that point. Don't double and triple down. And then Antonio Hamilton, like, I just lauded Christian Matthews. Well, in return, it means Antonio Hamilton's not getting a lot of play. Now, I think both these guys are going to be on the roster, but are they going to see significant playing time? You know, I, I hope especially for, for the former and Colt McCoy that that's not true given Kyler Murray's trajectory. And then lastly, this is this is a name that I would not have had on this list prior to the sign in Marlon Mack, but if how can it not be Keontae Ingram at this point? I mean, Keontae Ingram, who has looked good in practice. I've seen him. He's a big physical kid. I still think he's going to make this team, but Marlon Mack's going to come in here and vie for carries. And if you're Keontae Ingram and you had, you know, delusions of I'm going to come and start in a, as the heir apparent to James Conner, I'm going to supplement and give James Conner a, a breather, I don't think that happens now. I think Marlon Mack is the first back off the bench, and Keontae Ingram better play special teams well. He better have good pass protection, and he better stay healthy. So it, it it's that fluid situation at running back. But of all those picks right now, Colt McCoy to me is is the biggest indictment Shocker. of all training camp. Shocker, Mike or Matt saying he's surprised Johnny doesn't have Colt on all three pictures trending down. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, That's a great idea. I should have done that. King v Colt McCoy from Classy Nasty. Yeah, I mean, right now call off the fight that. It's tough. I, I just you you're going after Colt, mostly after the the protocol that's been put in place it's by his coaching staff. Is he going to point during red and white tomorrow? Hey, everybody, welcome <laughs> into State Farm Stadium. Let's point to each other. Point you to concession stand. Point you to the bathroom. There are the exits over there. Hope you brought the kids out for me to do this today. All right, Kyler Murray can do that. Why isn't Kyler Murray in just doing that? It's embarrassing. He's 37 years old. Like. Do better. DTR last night, we were texting oh, about God. it. DTR, who met with this team at the Combine, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, played at UCLA. He's running in touchdowns last night, throwing, oh, throwing, wow. throwing touchdown Against passes. fourth and fifth stringers of the New York Jets. DTR, Clayton Did you June, see how rookie elite quarterback was? battle would have been Did so elite. Did you see him in the most meaningless preseason game they play all season? Did you see that? Did you see the guy that lost to, to ASU last year? Didn't he? Was, or U of A. I apologize. No. Okay, he's lost to both the Sun Devils and the Wildcats in the last two seasons. I, I'm is that good? 
Is that good? DTR Is would beat good? the Commanders <laughs> week one. He would, <laughs> no, he would not. He would throw a bunch of picks, and he would run himself into a bunch of sacks. It's it's bad news. Don't bears. talk about him like that after his big night. <laughs> he, he met with the Cardinals. Why couldn't they come to fruition? That's all right. We got I Clay- completely agree with Truman. <laughs> you were cyberbullying Colt McCoy. <laughs> Pump that, the brakes. There's a clip going around right now. It's not our cl- clip, which is better than my, on your listen, Twitter. Listen, though. you had it first. My NFL my, means my co-host. My co-host took a really nice video of of inaccurate Colt McCoy and gave it to me and said, "You post this. This isn't because I don't want an inaccurate throw. Because it I don't want to feed the narrative. It's a throw that it, it's a pass from Colt that hits a defensive back. Either he threw the wrong route or the guy ran the wrong. No, route. I think I think we know which is true. <laughs> Somebody think- from the stands. A Cardinal fan took the same video. It's not as good as Jose. Bose. You don't mean that Chris Strebler better than Colt McCoy. You don't hey, mean that. Hey, hey, hey! Let's not say things con- we don't mean. It's here. a conversation worth having. At least no, it's Chris, not. Chris could participate in Chris practice. Strebler couldn't complete passes in when he got his opportunity. Anyway, at the people NFL are level. running with this other video of Colt McCoy hitting DBs in the back, basically laughing in at the, the Cardinals. Yeah. Colt McCoy is doing irreparable damage to the Cardinals right now, more so than anything this offseason. People are laughing at this franchise. Get him out. If DTR was with this team right now, running around, people are like, oh, that's interesting. Cardinals are interesting. Colt McC- we know what he is, and we know what he's not. And I don't think right now he's not an NFL quarterback anymore. He's I not agree. a starring NFL quarterback I anymore. agree, Jack. It's going to be like, oh, my God, that's Colt McCoy's music, and he's going to come in, he's going to put a folding chair over Johnny's head. Wait, for the did you guys get, like, a timeshare together? What is going no, on with I you just, and Colt McCoy? I think, I, I think that the – the slander that you're slinging towards Colt McCoy you is have just, to participate. It's heavy-handed. We just got done. I, I was I was objective about Trey McBride not practicing, so you need to be objective about what you've seen from Colt McCoy. What have you seen from Colt McCoy? Is he is he poised to just do well in the opener based on what you've seen? No, he's and he's admitted this that he the offense is is going through growing pains right now. And that's one way to put They're it. They're installing a brand new offense. And they've got him in a protocol that I'm sure nobody, you know, only the training staff is is content with. And he's got to go out there and point to receivers when he's trying to pick up a that's embar- that's, probably not That's great. embarrassing. That's embarrassing Why? for the Cardinals that they're doing that. I love Jonathan Gannon. The previous regime put him out there to just get beat up. Why, though? Why? When you had an opportunity in March and April, didn't you just say, hey, cold calf, arm, neck, head. Hey, cold. Let me just 37. We're going to write you a check, go away, and we're going to get somebody else. We were on ba- waiting on bated breath in free agency. Here's what I'll say. Go sign here's somebody with a pulse, not a walking corpse out here that's got a point here's every three days. Let's not put as much sock in the Hall of Fame game and training camp practices. It's been nice what we've seen from, from Clayton Toon. It's been really nice. I'm encouraged. But it, there's a difference between that going out in the regular season playing against real opponents, and having success. It's not playing in Canton in what's going to be your fourth preseason (laughs) game when three teams play, so they play nobody, and saying, hey, he looked good. He looked great. Colt McCoy has won games in this league. He knows how to run and operate an offense. He knows how to uh, get people in position for success. Because here's your – it's Clayton Toon, a fifth-round rookie, where we saw, you know, in previous years, a third-rounder, Malik Willis, can't hang. Desmond Ritter looks overmatched. Both third-rounders. And you're saying, oh, a fifth-rounder could do it because he played a lot at Houston. I just think that that's naive. <laughs> I've said from the start Look, it's not fair to Clayton Toon that we're having Cole this conversation. Cole McCoy is, is your best option by default. 
Clayton Toon's your second best, and then you got two guys that are combined one in sixteen starting at the NFL. Get level. them out of here. What are we doing? We just I don't know. camp arm. It's a camp arm. AZ he eighty five. I like this. I really hope there's some truth to Murray possibly being back week one. I'd love nothing more for K one to kick off the JG era with an emphatic win, picking Washington apart. Well, here here's the problem with that. Today's August fourth. Okay, the season kicks off September tenth. We're almost a month away. Right, We're almost 30 days away. Kyler Murray needs to practice for that to happen, and he needs to practice soon. So I, I just is, I think he's going to come back sooner than people think. Well, But like Colt McCoy is in line to start know. against the commanders right now. I was having this conversation with my Hawaiian shirt brother in, <laughs> the other day. Oh, cool. In the press Thanks box. for the invite. And, uh, you know, when you think about Deshaun Watson, like he did get to play in the preseason, and then he had to be away from the facility with the Browns I think until like week eight. Okay. Uh, and then when he got back, he couldn't practice. It's just like he was on the pup for the most part. Like he could do everything but practice. Okay. Just stood so around. So like before we saw Deshaun Watson hit the playing field, like he didn't have that many reps in practice or, you know, I, I think maybe like the biggest difference was he got preseason action that Kyler Murray will not get. Yeah. I mean, so I don't think it's going to take that much. If, if you're telling me he could come out with two weeks of practice and be ready to go, I'm all for it. But I just I, – I, that's why I was a little bit confused. When you look at the alternative? Yeah, Cole McCoy's not practicing right now. Uh, you need to practice your golf game. Do so in a premier polo shirt from our friends at Pins and Aces. Official golf apparel of PHNX. Big drive energy. All city ever heard of them. Premier golf podcast. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code PHNX going to save you 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Their stuff, it goes in and out quick. Make sure, put in, notify me if they don't have your size, your preference, what have you. Check it out because they got hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, whatever you want. Polo's my favorite. It's hot right now, but golf season right around the corner. September, October, November. Primo golf months. Waste management in February. Load up with the premier gear from pinsandaces.com. Tough to beat. Tough to beat what's going on on GoPHNX.com. As we have Canton, we have the enshrinement of the next Hall of Fame class, and Don Coriel is going in. Yes. Way past due, right? Our guy Howard Bolzer has a fantastic article up right now, GoPHNX.com. If you're a true fan of this organization, you want to know the history of this organization, and Don Coriel is a big part of that. Uh, check it out, GoPHNX.com. He's got a great article, too, about Kyler Murray. Some of the conversation we just had, Howard adds some great contacts to that and then some great insight to it. You can only find it at gophnext.com. You can also only get early access to events like tonight, like the cornhole event we've got on the Great Lawn out here. Our watch parties that we're going to be having are just our tailgate parties out here at BetMGM during the regular season. Become a diehard. Get in the Discord. Get the insight that nobody else is getting access to uh, at PHNX or as being an Arizona sports fan. Uh, become a diehard today. Uh, and also check out some of the great stuff we have over at the PHNX locker. you got the great Bird Gang t-shirt. You've got the hat. Uh, and Or you could even go to the DMVR. Our cronies over there, they got great swag as well. But PHNX locker, go phnx.com. Uh, only places I visit on the internet, really. Uh, yeah, among other sites. Uh, so <laughs> the State Farm Stadium doesn't have Don Coriel's uh, – name in the rafters maybe we can get folks at bet mgm we'll put a poster up and we'll put, we'll say don Corian came to i'm sure michael bidwell would love that here's what i would love your prediction tomorrow final thoughts red and white predictions we're going to okay. be at the game we're going to have a post game show 
with maybe a little bit of Greg Dorch on Ooh, the side. That's confirmed. So I'm going to tease that, but I'm going to tease you first. What do you like to watch tomorrow? A red and white practice that last year was it was a bust. It was a dud. It was not yeah. good. This year, though, are you more optimistic? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, mainly because as I just kind of follow what JG says, and they do have these low-tempo practices. This isn't what tomorrow is going to be. Yeah. Uh, low-tempo practices rival what Camp Country Club looked like, but that's yeah. part of the process. Uh, this is going to be – they're going to let it rip tomorrow, and you're going to see uh, a very spirited scrimmage. And, I, and I'm, what I'm going to be looking for mostly is the trenches. I'm going to be looking at this front seven – Steve, who's going to stand out in the front and the front on defensive line? Yep. These pass rushers, Cam Thomas, Zayvon Collins, guys who are ready to go. Who are going to be guys that are going to start to grab jobs? And then on the offensive line, can can the starting offensive line can they hold on? Can they hold on to their spots? I love the tackles, right? DJ Humphreys, you mentioned him trending up. Paris Johnson Jr. could certainly be in the trending up section. Uh, we just didn't want to go too much chalk for you. Uh, and then figure out who's going to take that right guard spot and can yell to Frodo hold on to the starting center job. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Mm-hmm. Michael Wilson, touchdown. Anytime touchdown. You can't bet on it, but you will see it. Michael Wilson, number 14, is going to find his way into the end zone tomorrow. I like that. During the red and white practice. I'm going to find my way to some nachos that are just to my right, right after this show's over. In the meantime, like and subscribe right now. Click that like button. Tomorrow we've got a very special post-game show. Myself, Bo Brock. From that place right over there, State Farm Stadium, with the one, the only, Greg Dortch, number 83, will join us both for the first time. Can't wait to talk to number 83. He's going to be breaking down how the first camp under JG is going. And more than that, can't wait to hear from the newest member of the PHNX Sports and PHNX Cardinals crew. You can be a part of it as well. Sign up to become a diehard, and you'll get even more insight on Greg Dortch and more from PHNX Sports. Have a great, I guess, Next couple hours, we'll, we're not going anywhere this weekend. We're live again tomorrow and Monday again. Uh, have a great rest of your Friday. We'll talk what are you to you saying? soon. Hang on, Shane's saying What's something up? to me. Oh, we got the pack. We got the latest on realignment in college football. Uh, our guys over at PHNX Sun Devils are going to break it down for you. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Right here on PHNX Sports.